before we start uh, the Steve Urkel yeah. about the previous podcast. He did uh, the fruit fruit li- uh, fruit flavored Urkelos. Um, I even heard of those? A pull string dro- uh, doll. So like you would pull the string and it was like. I think I And there was a string. It was weird. There was a T-shirt line created in 2002, which like (laughs) seemed weird, right? Because like that show didn't last that long, did it? No, it was in the late 90s. I mean, late 80s when it started, right? I thought. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Family Matters. Oh. This is post-apocalyptic. This Rob? This is John. All right, back into Family Matters. Family Matters ran 89 to 97. So someone was trying to catch on the t-shirt wagon at 2002. 2002 having Urkel shirts? It's like, hey, he's coming back. Like, I would get it (laughs) now because it's sort of like a hipster resurgence joke or something. So, yeah, that's uh, how many episodes do you think they did? This is like eight seasons, right? Nine seasons. Nine (laughs) seasons. You know what that is? That is the power of Urkel. Because with the rest of the cast and the right. show, there's no way that thing would have gone. Maybe six. They would yeah. have like tried because it was ABC Family. Yeah, it was a very it was, family show. Spin off so. of that um what is that other show with Mark Lynn Baker and Bronson? Oh God, uh uh uh, my uh, cu- uh, yeah, cousin Larry or whatever. Um, Jesus, uh, perfect strangers. Perfect strangers. There you go. Oh, we did it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Win. Um, uh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two hundred and fifteen episodes. My God. Oh right, I forgot. That was like that weird thing where they started doing that with networks, where it was on ABC. Mm-hmm. They canceled it, and CBS picked it up for one year. Is that what happened to that one? Isn't that weird? Really? I didn't know that. They um, they canceled, and I guess CBS was like, we can cash in one more, which seems really? very weird. Yeah. It had to work out financially. Something something happened. They cut some sort of deal. Like, yeah. I wonder if it was like a... Um, well, that was a Miller Boyette kind of... Um, thing yeah where they had that they had perfect strangers i see no, maybe it was like a stuff. cbs studio for abc so they're like oh we'll buy it back for us or something but it, now but like i think a, it was one of those it was back in the day where they had like the miller boyette uh-huh. um, company mm-hmm. was like you know like uh carsey werner right that sort of thing where before they had the major networks making their own studios right and not giving all that licensing cash right. to those independents. Right, um, okay. But this was that, you know. So maybe it's a, some, somebody knew somebody. Something happened. So it averaged season one, a Nielsen rating, or a ranking, was 33. So okay. season two, 15. Then, or, you know, what will go down. Season nine, 108. <laughs> then yeah. the season, but it was also, too, so much more TV in it, 98. Yeah. Then in 99. So there you go. I was going to see if they actually had ratings. It actually won an Emmy? I, really? Wait, hold on. Nominated. <laughs> okay. There we go. For for Urkel? Nominated for special visual effects. <laughs> no way. That was the only... Um, for, what? For what? For like his there was one time ep- travel or whatever? He one did. episode, send, send in the clone. So there was, they so, probably did split screen. Basically, they did split screen and got nominated for an Emmy in 96. <laughs> I'd had to be that. The, so that was... Uh, I know he had like an alter ego. Oh, where he was suave? That yeah. was probably his pitch. Look, I don't want people to think, exactly. people call me an Urkel on the street. 
Yeah, I want to be Stefan Urkel, I think was... Oh, God, the fact that you even... You're, like, yeah, so it's close. It's, like, in my brain. Like, it just came out. Yeah. The, I am embarrassed to know that, but it's still, like, yeah, that's... It's it's very close to that, right? Let's see. Let's see if it's up. Uh, it has to be. I mean, I'm sure he has his own. Um, Steve Urkel? I love that he has a Wikipedia page for his character. Oh, of course. Um, the lore. Let's see. America. Oh, my God. They have a whole thing on character development. <laughs> oh, jeez. gotta be kidding me. Stefan Urkel. Wow. <laughs> During season five. That came out in season five. Really? Yeah. I was watching season five still. Titled Dr. Urkel and Mr. Cool. Like, uh, <laughs> of course. Uh, and then he became, his alter ego was Stefan Urkel. <laughs> oh, my God. So, man, uh, there you go. I wonder if they toyed with being on abc i wonder if they toyed with a movie like him getting an urkel movie oh i'm sure like with like abc family yeah like i mean even i don't know yeah because i don't know if you would have done theatrical but i'm surprised like those little mary kate chicks yeah did a hundred movies so i'm surprised cashed they didn't, in on that i'm surprised they didn't do that he's probably like I, you know i don't want to do look i barely want to do exactly. the show anymore but apparently the paycheck still clears right, exactly the urkel dance of course oh, of course Oh yeah, the crossover to Full House, step by step. Um, it, it, you see how much of an imprint this this I, Urkel is, but he's crossing over to two other. Yeah. Oh, and something called. By the way, the same company produced. Well, yeah, he just walked across. Yeah, exactly. The street, you know. Exactly. Do you remember something called Migo, a short-lived series? It sounds familiar. Oh wow! So in an episode of Family Matters, he sends a letter to uh there's a reference to uh boy meets world but there was no on-screen crossover so like he wrote a letter to the kid in boy meets world (laughs) they man abc had it down yeah um that's crazy so yeah that was the then the merchandise and stuff yeah i i think i'm with you on that i'm surprised that there wasn't a um a movie or something like just try it out yeah like uh, Urkel's vacation. Yeah. Because you knew you separate them from the, like, you start off with maybe within the show. Yeah. And it's like, we will, we'll miss you. We won't. And the door closes right. and he goes on and has his movie adventure or something. Um, yeah. And then you just promo that, promo the shit out of that during the commercials and there you go. Migo, I kind of remember it now, Boyette Miller. Because yeah. basically they were the people just, yeah. Uh, we have this. But yeah. They were the people. Yeah. They just, it was um, Jonathan Lipnicki. Ed Bagley Jr., Bronson Pinchot. Uh-huh. So it just, Michelle Trachtenberg, it was nothing but the hits. Wow. Um, it was the Friday Night Block Party, was what they were called. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, six episodes, uh, sci-fi series. Migo, Bronson Pinchot, is a 9,000-year-old shape-shifting alien from the planet Marmarzian 4.0. <laughs> After a spaceship crashes, he discovers by three children, Trip, Maggie, and Alex. Trip was a kid's name. <laughs> they live with their single father, Ed Bagley Jr., and pass Migo off as human. He does not want anyone to know that he's extraterrestrial and tells people he is from Canada. Holy shit, this is 97 this and they're like busting. really from Canada. Um, although as he plans to go home, as soon as the ship is repaired, he becomes attached to the children and decides to remain on Earth. Okay. First question is, <laughs> yes, kids, hey, we found this guy. Can he live with us? Sure. Talk about a 90s, 80s, 90s trope that 
just work. Like that's like come Alf. up, and so it's like, yeah, yeah it's like, <clears throat> hey, Dad, we found this guy. Can he live with us? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no questions. Like, does he have a home? Is he homeless? Yeah. Like, who is this guy? Does he have an ID? Ah, he's just gonna live with us. Yeah. We're good. Like, yeah. sure. Maybe that was the end of that trope. Ninety-seven. Yeah. People are like, no, we don't. We don't buy exactly. this anymore. The Alf, this thing, it just doesn't work anymore. Oh my god! Just the fact that. Don't you want to see that pilot? Yeah. Like we were talking about in our uh, previous episode about pilots and pilots. He's like, someone gets that script. All right. Then you get, well, who's the cast? Bronson Pinchot. Gold. (laughs) We got Balky, everyone. Ed Bagley, he's a name. And then you see it and you're like, ah. Yeah. (laughs) This is is what we're dealing with. Okay. All right. Boyette Miller, though. I mean, those people did. Oh, just a cash cow. Um, Yeah, I know. I think you know uh, co-producer who back then she used to work with uh, Miller Boyette like, okay. all the time like she was their girl like she would just go to all these like shows it's like how many work. things do you have on your resume everything yeah because I did everything it's sort of um, uh, my friend Steve uh, Messner I don't say his name uh, is he was a big Carsey Warner when Carsey Warner was a thing oh well, and yeah that was it. It was like, what's Steve doing, Carsey Warner? Like, that was it. It was when you become good at your job and then you end up with, like, a Carsey Warner or a Boyette Miller. It's like, hey, we're doing something else. Let's get Steve. You, and you just end up. You got to get him, yeah. Definitely. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually really good. It's like, then you never stop working. Um, I was trying to see. I looked up Mego to see if there was anyone we knew that might have worked on it. I worked with the director. One of the directors was Rich Carell. Okay. I uh, worked with him on some little kid show I did. Good. Uh, Joe Zwick. I know his name. Really? Joel? Yeah. Joel Zwick. What yeah. is he from? Why do I know the name? I'm thinking of Ed Zwick. I mean, I'm thinking of Edward, Ed Zwick. But uh, feature guy. Uh, uh, Joel Zwick. Producer? Producer and director. Uh, Girl, Girl Meets World. Casey Under. Oh, he's a big um, Fuller House, big kid show guy. Yeah. Um. Love Boat, The Next Wave, Malcolm and Eddie, Jamie Foxx Show, Family Matters, Step by Step, Just One of the Girls, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Wayne's Brothers, Parenthood, Full House, On Her Own, Getting By, Perfect Strangers, (laughs) Webster, Brothers, The New Odd Couple, Joni Loves Chachi, Bosom Buddies, Laverne and Shirley, Bosom Buddies, Mork and Mindy. He goes back to another alien show, Mork and Mindy. Yeah. So that's goes, one of those guys he's like just, he's just no, you know it's one of those guys you see him sleeping on set and directing because it's just like, that's all he does he, does, he doesn't have to <clears throat> even there's another it was a director uh, who's probably worked on as many things as he has Shelly Jensen that I used oh to see, yeah, yeah I used to see his name on yeah, yeah. every I used to think it was a woman yeah like, I, the whole time growing yeah. up and then like he did it one of our shows and I was like oh it's a the guy shelly can be a man's name yeah that was me as a kid (laughs) i mean just i mean he had the thing so down it was just like i've never seen anybody so relaxed and cool on the set who just like had everybody working he just knew what he was doing and he realized oh he's been doing it for like 40 years it's like burrows when you get burrows it's like oh we got burrows we're we're gold or not burrows does four pilots a year and it's like oh yeah are we the bad burrows pilot or are we the good (laughs) and usually it's never him he'll if you can't make a burrows pilot work that started from writing and casting he'll give you what you need yeah if you can't make that work then well he's just so you've worked with him 
Actually, no. I've uh, almost did a pilot, and I was really bummed. I okay. really wanted to work with him because it's that's like almost a, like a childhood name. Yeah, ish, not childhood, but like growing yeah. up. Like, oh my god, Burroughs. Like I've seen him uh, as in a little Q and A thing, um, little panel he was doing. You know, really energetic guy. Really mm-hmm. sort of like TV is TV. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's the guy. But I know that this is true. I don't want to tell any fake news, but fake um, news. <laughs> sad. <laughs> but it's all all Democrats. But like uh, PA friend of mine mm-hmm. telling me that he just I don't know if this is Will and Grace or wh- whatever it was, but like he does not look. He's not looking at a monitor. He's not looking at anything. He looks at the floor and just sort of listens. I'm sure you know he's got oh, the yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But he just like looks at the floor and he just listens for the dialogue mm-hmm. to see if it's right. Yeah, and if it's not. You know he'll say do it again, but he just wants wants the feel of the dialogue and the scene and the shape of it that way uh-huh. to flow. Yeah. Um, and if there's a camera that's off, like he'll just go to the camera guy and just nudge him a little bit a certain way. Wow. Yeah. That's so, someone who's done it so much, and that's weird because that's someone you're trusting, like with dialogue. Like he, like you would like if he cut if he stopped and told someone to read it something different. As the writer, you're gonna go, well, it's Jim Burroughs. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to... No, I wanted him to read it that way. Jim Burrow's like, no, you don't. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You, tr- you trust Burrow's. Yeah, you're just like, all right, done. <clears throat> Why is he looking at the floor? Shut up. Let him look at the floor. <laughs> he has a crazy success rate. You go, yeah, just whatever he wants. Yeah, like the Boyette Miller and Carsey Warner. It's like, yeah. w- should we pick this up? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we just... <laughs> we got to be in business with it. It's him. a space yeah. alien that lives with some kids. It might work. <laughs> exactly. And it might. Yeah. You it, never know. That could have ran... 10 years I mean although I bet if that was 92 it would have probably ran more 97 I, I always think of like the late 90s started the like maybe more of a paradigm shift of what we remember growing up with in the 80s there yeah. was no more family matters or family ties like all those shows started to waver a little bit yeah like then you got to the 90s I, I couldn't even tell you what was Friends Frasier all that but like that was sort of the shift it was the 20 something shows right they have the family show well, those were family shows, but the family kind of went away. Yeah. I don't even know. Was there any family shows in the late 90s? I mean, I was in TV at that time, but I just, I was working. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there were. It's just... Oh, Home Improvement? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That was probably... I think the family show always works. It's just... You kind of have to go with times and shit. Something, something has to. There has to be some sort of like now. There has to be some sort of edgy, something yeah. or, like you have an Everybody Loves Raymond where it's not edgy but it's like what's it? <laughs> Phil Rosenthal had that speech at the Emmys where he's like, I guess he showed him the pilot and it was obviously a good show, but they were like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like I just don't get it. He's like, can you make it a little edgier? You know? <laughs> and he's like. So we did. And mm-hmm. this is what we have. Everybody knows my It's very edgy. <laughs> Such a dynamite, outstanding cast. Yeah. That that show works. Mm-hmm. If you just have a just a family show, like maybe CBS. Yeah. You know? It's like one of those things where, where CBS, it could work on that show. What's yeah. It? Two more seasons to uh, Big Bang Theory now. 
Yeah. Which I thought they just got three more seasons. So it's, so I don't know if time is moving that fast yeah. or I'm not paying attention enough. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got two more years. I thought it had two yeah, more years to go. That's so too. Um, just printing money at this point. I just think there's, there has to be something else. And that's mm-hmm. why you have a superstore. That's why you have an office. Because you still have to have... Because it has to run all these seasons, the reason why the family show is out mm-hmm. there at all is because, A, you know, you're going into people's homes, and that's mm-hmm. where it came from. But, you know, like you were saying about uh, different characters, like, you have strong characters, and you can go to the daughter's story this time. Yeah. You can go to the father's story. You can go to the mom's story. That's why you have the office, because, you know, you have the people in the office, Superstore. You have all the yeah. people in the Superstore. You have all the lawyer shows, the cop shows, right. because every week there could be something new. Yeah. Like you said, you can bring something new in, or you can have everybody on the force. You can, you know, introduce this part of his life or right. whatever. But if you have just two guys, I mean, Sanford and Son made it work, but it's just kind of like you have that guest cast, you know. And some people, I think, Sometimes shows don't have that guest cast. Yeah. It's just the same players. And if you're going to do that, though, you're going to have to have some really, really strong players. Guest cast is part of the construct of a TV show. Stunt casting, too. Um, But, yeah, I think our generation sort of wanted to bust up the whole family thing. I mean, I think it's probably really apparent in something like Family Guy where he's right. like, I'm going to put in a traditional all-in-the-family type, like, family dynamic insofar as, like, here's the yeah. dad, here's the mom, here's whatever. Here's everything you know yeah. as a TV show. But I'm going to flip it on this year. Right. You know, I'm going to make it edgy, you know, because I'm really yeah, I grew up with it, but I'm really my tastes are a little different now. So, now it's like, you know, you have the will and grace and, and different things like that that just sort of add a different perspective on things where they don't want to be like the yes dears and the um, oh my god good pull good pull on yes dear well it was like a six season show that i think i saw one right exactly (laughs) it's funny it was like uh i did a pilot that written by bill lawrence and Mm -hmm. and these two guys um garrett donovan and neil goldman who went to family guy oh okay um and they did scrubs too with Bill, and that's where you know they got he got uh, probably going like one of those. Well, shepherd you young men through yeah. the process, and the pilots off the chart. I think it's still on like YouTube, but it was off the charts funny. I mm-hmm. mean, it was overwritten as in it was a half hour script that was about forty five, forty seven <laughs> pages, yeah. packed with jokes, fast, like young cast, edgy. Edgy, yeah, really <laughs> Always edgy. about to be edgy. Yeah, you'd be edgy, but still had, like, um, it's called Nobody's Watching. Okay. You know, and it even made a joke about that. It's like, why do, why do we call it Nobody's Watching? Because the reviews would be like, nobody's watching, nobody's <laughs> watching. But the two kids in the cast were great. Okay. You know, one of them's on Saturday Night Live right now, Taryn huh? Killam. Oh, okay. Great guy. But they just, like, they had to be, like, these energetic guys from the Midwest who come to uh, L.A., because they've been tapped to do a TV show. Okay. So they live on the stage oh. and just sort of dream up a TV show. And oh, okay. Have like a, um, they have an affinity for the dads. You know, they okay. grew up with a TV dad. So we have, although now deceased, Alan Thicke oh. playing himself and James Avery. 
Tom Bosley was in it. Wow. Um, and James Avery plays, you know, himself like on the lot. You yeah. Know? Oh wow, James Avery. Helen Thicke comes in and he's, and of course it's you know PA. You know, hey, come to the audience and be in the shots. Like, oh, what, what are we paying you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Get in the audience. So we're in there, and then Thicke is down on the stage. Mm. And he's singing the theme song to uh, Growing Pains. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and he's putting a mic to us, and we're, like, you know, going yeah. back and forth. It was amazing. I was like, this is Alan Thicke. I yeah. grew up with this yeah. guy. And this is what we're doing. It was such a great experience because it was, like, the stars were my age. Yeah. You know, like, 20, like, mid-20s. And it was so energetic and so like they talked it was so meta too like yeah. they talked this is when the WB was the WWWB it was something yeah exactly <laughs> and so that they they uh that was the studio that was oh, okay. like doing it so we would play jokes they they would play off of like different shows like uh Ever Everwood and oh um, okay <clears throat> what's the joke this is a joke that was great like I didn't get it at first and then like when I saw the actual oh okay it was amazing, um, but uh, so Smallville and Everwood were on the things, and so he had some boxers or something he mm-hmm. got from the uh, the studio store, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't think I, I think one of the, I'm telling it horribly, but one of the guy guys goes, would you wear uh, boxers that says Smallville on it?'" And the guy goes, no, but I'd wear one that says everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was, it was, it was really good. Oh. And it was one of those ones where I'm like, okay, this is like so much more inventive than anything that's going on TV right now. I didn't know shit about pilots. Yeah. As a young kid. This is definitely going to get picked up. Yeah. <clears throat> All the executive assistants were like, oh, this is funny. Yeah. This is going to get picked up. Our first cut was 45 minutes. Our final... 20-minute show. Yeah. (laughs) Our final, final cut, which we cut a lot of story and jokes out, 27 minutes. Wow. So, um, it was overwritten, but it was well, like, well-imagined. Like, it was almost like, this is what we can do. Yeah. Sorry it's long, but this is what we want to do. It's like, just think about... And see, they keep coming from Family Guy, like, or maybe they went to Family Guy after that. But it's like Family Guy, but like live action. It's like, okay, what can we do mm-hmm. in this animated world? Which the bar is a lot higher than what you can do, you know, as yeah. live action. But they just took it to where you know, yeah, we're gonna do this, stuff, right? And we're gonna come at you uh, nonstop. And wow, it was it was it was amazing. And so it is now a pilot that is a shiny example of a show that should have gotten picked up right that didn't so it is known as that in the industry well because it's that thing of you're right all the young people liked it's like this is kind of what we want to see it's funny we don't want everything on tv to be this we want this to be this and then it's basically the people in promo going we don't know or marketing going we don't even know how to cut a trailer to this like so when we're at the mall and we want to show someone this show what do we do? And that's it because there wasn't anything like it at the time. Now everything has the good music, needle yeah. drop. Like they make anything look good. You see that? It's like, I want to see that movie. Yeah. I don't want to see yeah. that movie, but that trailer was fantastic. Exactly. So you can market anything now. But then it was just sort of like, how do it's a TV show? How do we 
we'll put these jokes in it, but what's the show? It's like, well, it doesn't have to be anything. Yeah. So Yeah, I know. It was like they went on the friend set too, because Bill Lawrence, you know, had that they went on the friend set. Because they were like, Wow, you know, can we go here? Can we yeah. do this? And they had a love for TV, but it was like he really got endeared to the characters too. Yeah. The 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 guys, you know, and And that's what you want. Yeah. It was it was really good. You know, right. and it was it was even I'll have uh, Ra- to watch it. I'll watch it later. Yeah, okay. Randall. Randall was the oh, okay. line producer, and he, um, there was a, uh, you know, mind. It was, it was like this thing at the end where they they would promo the next okay episode at the end, and but they built that into the show, and so um, the next show is going to deal with diversity. Oh. Like, oh, here's a diversity note or something, and then the, then you cut to where you have like all these black guys and like. Uh, an audition room mm-hmm. and Randall's in there with like he had a big old half. That's awesome. It's funny. But it's like it was just so good, but it was so fast. And I think that maybe for the time they were like, Yeah, I don't know if I can keep up with this thing. I don't know what this thing is. This thing is like a I mean it's funny, it's great, but I don't know if it fits in with our other more like uh, One Tree Hill or whatever it is. Yeah, that was them trying. It's like we want to try something comedy, but then they realize we're the WB and all we do is it's sort of like even like the CW now. They just do one hour dramas. Yeah. So yeah. like, and I know the WB at the time they had like the Wayne Brothers and yeah. a few others, but it's like we kind of already have like when you end up becoming a drama network, trying to do a comedy just never works because yeah. it's like they want to get in that market because it's cheaper, a little faster, and it's like oh maybe we can generate a little more, but it's like can't have it go before everwood or like oh it's sandwiched in between and then it just feels weird it's like you come out of like smallville or something go into a comedy or hey dawson's creek followed by the comedy show and you're like "Mm, okay yeah i mean and that that's kind of that too it's like you know when you have in all networks it's like you have that comedy block or something it's like you can't go out of some dark depressing drama into hey guys all right on the next modern family you know, it, it was really, like, I was really excited about the show. Like, well, it's like you were young, which is yeah. good. They were young. It comedy you liked, then, like, had your TV dads in it. Like, yeah. the only, I mean, the only thing missing would have been, like, Bill Cosby and, right. like, um, who, I mean, Alan Thick's pretty close or, uh, anyway, like, any of the TV dads, like, you know, uh, uh Michael Gross from Family. Like, yeah. So it's like, you know, it would have been like, oh, my God, it's like Alan Thicke and James. It's like these people. It's like these are my dad's right. ish, you know. they were trying to get one other dad. Tom Boz. I mean, that's like a. Yeah. They couldn't get him. Like, it may have been Michael Gross because Bill did uh, Family Right. Well, no, no. Randall did Family Ties. That's what oh, right. Yeah. That's B- Bill says, like, I'm, I was 15 back then. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was. Um, it, it was just like I was lucky to be on that show, and you know Gail Mancuso. Yeah, yeah. She directed it, and she she's was great. great. She was great, and so it was just nicest person. Yeah, the nicest person, very talented. Yeah, nicest person. Like, why can't all of them be like this? Uh, she's great. Uh, yeah, it's just it, it was it was incredible. You know, it, it was something that like now I think about even today. I think oh, I haven't been on a pilot like that or something like that yeah. where these ideas somehow just came out and like they just gelled it's that was not the mtv 
work. But it's like you think about like the late 80s or late 90s, early 2000s. It was like MTV had like their own reality shows. That was kind of mid 90s. But like that sort of changed the fabric a little bit. But now I feel like people don't take the chances unless you're Hulu, Netflix, Amazon. Like I've seen some of the Amazon pilots that some haven't gone that have just been at least interesting. Yeah. Like, wow, they're trying something and maybe it doesn't stick, but like half the pilots I read that I, my friends that have done shows, they're like, yeah, pilot. Not in a bad way, but it's just yeah. sort of like, I see why they picked this up. It's like something they need. It's almost like we need a family thing. Here you go. Like, as opposed to, is it, is it really good? Well, no, it's a family. We're going to let it go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, um, <coughs> a friend of ours, mutual friend, um, his pilot had a page one rewrite day before shooting. <laughs> I literally like, am I going, dude, how's your pilot going? It's like, uh, page one, we shoot tomorrow. <laughs> so do you have something to shoot? Yeah, we have something to shoot. Oh, it's going to be one of those. He goes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, enough said. I'll, t- I'll talk to you later. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they changed the whole thing. He's like, what draft did you read? And I was like, I read the this one. He's like, oh, yeah. And no, it's it's a voiceover in the beginning that goes to And I was like, of course, oh, for voice, the shit. <laughs> but at least they're doing it now yeah. because it's pre-built yeah, exactly. in, yeah. you know. So, I don't know. It's just like that was when I was like, I'm so grateful I'm not doing a pilot this yeah. year. And, and once again, I'll always do a pilot. But someone even asked because my show's going to wait until June. It's like, oh, are you bummed you're missing out on pilots? No. Yeah. Who's ever bummed to miss yeah. out? Yeah. I don't have something lined up, but I have as equal a chance of getting a fall show as you, you do, do doing a pilot. You do. Absolutely. So it's like I have the exact same odds. You're you're in the best situation <laughs> there. Um, yeah. Like on this show, it's like... Even though it's going smooth, but <clears throat> pilots are pilots, and after a while you go, oh, wait, why are we doing this? Yeah. Why do we do this every year? You know, because the schedules get tighter, the budgets get tighter, you know, uh, they want you to, because if you pull off, because you're going to, if you pull off the impossible, then they go, oh, that can be done. Yeah. Let's loop that into the next year. You know, it yeah. just keeps getting like, hey, can you do a pilot in two days? Yeah. yeah. Do you want it to be good? No. Yeah. Oh, well, then, great. We'll do it in two days. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, there's something, like, I mean, once again, I don't know the how the Amazon pilots work in the sense of their schedule. I don't know if yeah. they still do them yeah. the same way where it's like, no, you have four weeks to do what you think is going to last 10 years. That's true, yeah. Well, that makes no sense, but that's how we do pilots. So, I don't know if they're under the same scrutiny, but I kind of like their, here's the, but they're also doing, here's five pilots. They're not doing 40 for two slots or something or 20 for two slots so i don't i kind of like that idea of here's our one hour drama here's our comedy here's our sort of middle edgier comedy and here's a kid show what do you like oh we kind of like all these great that's the one we're gonna make oh my god that's that's it yeah yep like okay their model's completely different whereas netflix just picks shit up you know yeah it's i mean netflix is just I mean, it's funny because I think we were talking about this before. I see Netflix, and you know, we all see Netflix as this like entertainment center, right? You know, hey, watch it on Netflix because yeah. that's what people talk about. But it has probably really has little to do with that. Now there's like stuff that they can develop in mm-hmm. originals, like original originals, yeah, yeah. Not something they just licensed. But I mean, it. it <laughs> I'm losing my track of thought, here, but. Um, <laughs> It's yeah. It's just, and I was talking to a computer guy. It's just a streaming service. It's just like they have a bunch of storage mm-hmm. where they can keep all this stuff, 
but they have so much money for the licensing and stuff like that and they worked out that in a business sense to where it's just like what's really important is the storage and that facility and keeping that um intact and then we'll just sort of just license these other things through our you know corporate structure and put these things out we'll have a team that you know does mark the marketing team that gets them out and you know we'll order them in a certain way or whatever but all in all it's just like a storage streaming you almost picture netflix they have a legal department and a hard drive yeah that's netflix exactly (laughs) i mean basically that's what it is and the geniuses of that is like in the uh in the minds of the public is not that at all. It's just wow. Here's like another network. Yeah, you know, but it's not really. No, it's a, it's a play. It's a distribution. Yeah, is all it is. It's they'll eventually become a net yeah. a network, but they. I mean, their notes like being on a Netflix show. They don't give notes. They're still working on that. You know, they're still working on like you send it to them. Like great, anything. Well, we don't like that song. Well, we're gonna keep it. Okay. Like, I mean, that's literally. It's like. <laughs> We don't like that. Uh, do we have to change it? No. Okay. That's just Steve, you know? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Steve, and they're going, am I creative? Sure. You're our creative exec <laughs> now, you know? Wow. Steve has a good mind or whatever. And it, and I assume they're not the deadlines that, obviously, a network television show would you, have. But. You have, like, a, a deadline. I mean, you still, it's at that weird thing of, like, I think because it takes two months to finish each episode from when you finish. Like that thing I think I might have mentioned before. It's like we mix and it would – whenever you think you would deliver like the next day, you do your layback. Okay, we're done. The show is done because you have the show done by the mix. It's two months from that point before you deliver because they have to do all the foreign translations, the sub, uh, the subtitle, the dubs in the 9 to 12 uh, territories. So you still have to make a schedule that – whereas Amazon, they don't which I thought was weird because they don't distribute worldwide right away. So, like, I was talking to someone who worked on Mozart in the Jungle. Mm -hmm. They were delivering the day before. And I was like, does that work? Because in my head, it's hard to, like, like, air dates to streaming dates seem, like, it's hard for me to, like, merge. Like, no, they deliver the day before. Like, How do you deliver a day before? Like, because doesn't it have to go through a computer? system? like, Netflix, that makes sense because, like, we'll deliver when they're done and even that, like when we did Grace and Franco, we had delivered our last one official after all the subs and dubs was still three months before yeah. deadline. We there's other shows that have cut it a little closer, but they want it. They want everything, but even though you trickle it to them, one month before the stream date. It's like great, but we were just trickling stuff. Like we had one to them like six months before air. We were done. We're like, here you go. Wow. Great. And just sat on a hard drive until yeah. they're ready. And then they do their own thing to it. But, like, to me, I couldn't imagine, like, oh, when do you deliver? It's like, well, we have to – they do stuff to it. So that's why it takes, like, nine and a half months up to ten months to do, I don't know, what do we do, 13 episodes? Because mm-hmm. you still kept your same production schedule. You still shot the same amount we did five days per episode. Still that, okay, three days after, do the editor's cut, two days for the director. You know, yeah. like, you still did the sure. whole thing. We mixed two weeks later and played with it, but they kept on the schedule because all those people were TV people. Yeah. It's going to be that weird thing when you start getting rid of the old guard that are used to things like that. Right. Like on uh, Grace, frankly, had Marta Kaufman who was on Friends for absolutely seven thousand episodes, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. she 
the thing she loved the most was she would come in, oh, I love the show. Can we lock it? Consider it locked. She didn't have to cut any joke. It's like, oh, you still have a minute to cut out. Oh. Yeah, that thing, yeah. Yeah. This is her going, I love it. See you guys later. Holy. You go, okay, we're locked. I, we're done. Yeah. Right? We all look at each other. Yeah. I think that's... You never really... And then the editor's like, well, I just want to clean up two or three things she was talking about. Great. Yeah. We're done. So, like, once that mentality goes where they don't have to cut jokes, then I don't know what the next shift is. Yeah. Like, when people sit there going, oh, I don't have to cut for time. Great. Yeah, but you should still think about the show being good. Just because, I like, I kind of like it at, you know, 28 minutes. But is it good at 28 minutes? Right. Because, I mean, we had a couple episodes of Grace and Fangry that were all good. Like, everyone always has an opinion. So, like, the editor's like, I would like to take one more minute out. You know, I just feel these two scenes. But he goes, if that's what she wants, I'm going to do it. But, I mean, everyone had an opinion. If you show that show to 20 people, everyone's going to have their own edit sure. on it. But you're going to get to a point where someone's just going to go, yeah, that's great at 30 minutes. It should be 25. You don't need these scenes are redundant. I don't care. Yeah. Netflix, you know, and you're like, yeah, but it still has to be yeah. good. You know, you still have to have. So I don't know when that next wave is going to be because now it's going to shift even more. Like the young kids that are the YouTube kids we've talked about before, when they get a show. Right. It's going to be so different. Like like the structure. I wonder if people, there'll always have to be someone pointing, you know, it's like, we still have to hit deadlines. Totally. Deadlines? We'll put it up whenever. Yeah. YouTube Red. No. No, we're not YouTube Red. <laughs> yeah, it's like I was listening to Dave Chappelle talk mm-hmm. about uh, a Chappelle show and uh, how he had to fight for things. And there were certain sketches there. One sketch went on for 10 minutes, and they were like, it's great. We love it. But it should be five minutes. And he's like, why? Well, you know, you generally, this is how it is. And he's like, no, I think it's good at 10. I mean, it's, what are the rules? Why, why yeah. is there a rule? So he had to fight. Obviously, he won, and so it changed mm-hmm. the thing. And now he's like, and it hurts my feelings when I see creative by Keen Peele. Oh that's, yeah, that's what I did. Like I yeah. fought for that kind of thing. All right. Um, but it's true. It's like these these rules that seem arbitrary right now, as you know, started you know long time ago, yeah, maybe before we were even born, uh, because of certain constraints of something. Mm-hmm. Now. That we're in a world where it's like, yeah, Netflix, they don't have to be constrained by, you know, a time limit yeah. or commercials or or whatever. Those things sort of fall out the window. Yeah. You know, um, like something like you say, hey, I'm going to color timing. It's like, well, no, you're not really going to color timing. Yeah. That's a film thing. But yeah. So it's a time and it's in the bath and all this is to call a correction with yeah. the video and yeah. stuff like that. And you sort of have these sort of antiquated uh, terms that you, some people, like you said, the new generation, they don't even know where it came from. So things are just changing so fast. And I think a lot of people at the studios, they just don't know how to wrangle it all and trying to monetize it and trying to you know, get a hold of it so that they're like, Okay, I'm on the train. It's moving fast, but I'm on the train, and we're generating the revenue. You know, we're maximizing our revenue from mm-hmm. this. Like they don't know, and they need the help um, of people like you, me, yeah. with people younger. T- yeah, like especially with uh, the new VR stuff. You know, it's just it's crazy what they're doing, and I've gone to a couple of seminars. Yeah, and, 
people who are just in the thick of it creating uh, rigs creating all these things to where you know they're making this really starting from the ground up this whole new experience in this yeah. environment that is not you know and I went to a Q&A and one of the old Hollywood veterans who you know big time producer he was like well just when I go to <clears throat> excuse me when I go to the theater like how similar is it to a um, you know a movie experience and they're like well it's not it's like it's it don't think of it in that way yeah it is a totally different yeah. experience it is not the movie theater it's not going to replace that if you're thinking that yeah. it's not what we're saying it is a completely different experience and so you're gonna have to get into that headspace to say yeah. this is something completely new different you know and it's just gonna keep on getting having a little trouble you know getting funding at yeah. first but now i know um there's some big companies that have poured money into you know vr development so it's 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 coming uh i think spielberg has poured money into it too um yeah, of course surprisingly yeah uh but yeah it, it's just now we're on sort of the the cusp of something like a like a huge shift a huge change and the networks are losing mm -hmm. and um you know, uh, I was also listening to a, another podcast yeah. about news. Yeah. Uh, I'll say it, Pod Save America, um, with the old Obama speechwriters, which one of them was my old boss. Oh. Someone you and I worked with. Oh, okay. We did a pilot with him. Oh. That, that went to series. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> another rarity. Uh, yeah. John Lovett, 1600 pin. I can say that. Yeah, okay. Um, and they were talking about news and how, you know, young people... Or people of a certain generation, they consume news now. It's not the old CNN. It's not yeah. the sort of stuffed shirts anymore. It's mm -hmm. like it's like it's us and yeah. people who are just like in podcast or just any kind of other formats with people who are trying to present it to them in a way that's palatable, palatable mm -hmm. to them. You know, gone are the days of the you know Walter Conkright and all yeah. that. You know, we're important and you should listen to us for news. Yeah. It is. I'll get it, you know, on my phone or I'll get it yeah. somewhere else, you know, in, in another format that's, you know, uh, the where I get all my other stuff. You know, yeah. It's all consolidated now. So um, I think that that's what you and I are dealing with now. That's what the studios are dealing with. And Netflix is as evidenced by that building on Sunset. It's <laughs> only getting bigger. Yeah. You know, and that's where the things are going you know have you watched that speaking of like that have you watched the vice news like hbo has uh, is, it daily news and then once a week they do like a, a wrap-up or something no, I haven't. it's very much palatable news like i get it's definitely for someone 10 years younger than me but i actually really enjoy how they do it it's like it all their reporters are probably 26 mm-hmm but the reports are very well thought out. These are people that want to get this story out and are doing it in the way that works now. So it's like you watch it, you're like, wow, this is, it's just different news. It's very, everything is where they are. So there was like a segment on like the Syrian, like uh, bombings and stuff like that. Person was there, 26 year old girl, just the headscarf, you know, because she had to. Yeah. Walking around war torn and you're like, how are these people not murdered right. right now? Not because it's a woman or even if it's a dude, but it's just like, they're 20-somethings just walking around. Look at the rubble. They're not like 
Yo, bro, look at the yeah, damage. Right, you know, right, it's not right. like Polly Shore. Exactly. I would watch that. <laughs> I would do. But it's very well yeah. thought out, and it's just kind of that thing of like, look, this is how people want to see the news. It's once again, the stories could be longer, but it's giving you enough. It's almost like here's what we know your attention span is. Yeah. Here's a five minute news story that's very well constructed. But we are going to move on another one. We'll come back to that. But remember that five minutes as opposed to doing a 30 minute on right. it, which would still be just as good. It's like because that literally at the end of it, I was like, holy shit, I had no idea. Now we're going to move on to this oil tainted water. Whoa, I wanted to go more. All right. What's going on with this water yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Like it's really good. I mean, it's not like 140 character Twitter, but right. it, it, I was like, this is where someone saw that on Vice because I was like watching Vice because they have their own channel. Yeah, yeah. And they were doing a lot of like one hour segments and 30 minutes, all really good. But these news things they're doing now, even better. It's like, who would have thought like this random channel giving me better news. And I feel like it's a little more, yes, I'm sure it's probably leaning right or left. I don't know. Right. Like it feels balanced to me, but I don't know if it's because yeah. I'm, you know, Hollywood snowflake with my liberal <laughs> tears or whatever they call it. It's just palatable news. Like it's like, but it's, uh, breaking almost probably what it felt like when Dan Rather was, you know, meeting the right. troops or something. And it was like, I think it's because they're putting it there. It's not just some guy showing a YouTube video now or like, here, we have someone from Twitter showing you this is what we're going to talk about. Right. These are news stories from people that are writing them that are there. And so it's like, you feel like, well, I kind of have to trust it slightly more because that person is standing in rubble and there's gunfire in the background. I, yeah. And to consume it a little more as opposed to listen to the gunfire from this clip we yeah, brought. Exactly. You know, and it's some guy who's going to tell me the weather and the sports in 10 minutes. These people don't do any of that. There's no format. Yeah, it's yeah. story, 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 and a show. Yeah, and I think that that's how people want their news. Um, you know, I mean, you look at something like it's supposed to be, you know, uh, entertainment, which it is. But like The Daily Show and how that sort of got catapulted. Like John Stewart, he yeah. wasn't the first one, but he sort of catapulted. In like the stratosphere, yeah, you know? um, and people were admittedly getting their news from his show, yeah, because you know he put it in a certain way that obviously who doesn't want to be entertained, yeah. But at the same time, you did respect John. You knew he was a smart guy. You yeah, knew that you know you'd get your news out of that. It wouldn't be you know, it, it wouldn't be like you know a, a sort of a, an austere. Uh, presentation mm -hmm. as in like a CBS evening news or yeah. something like that. But from that, you know, he'll tell you what you should know. Yeah, like he'll present it from the facts and story they yeah. have and then they'll make the jokes and stuff like that, but it was easy to consume because it wasn't about just spoon feeding you information. It was like they would show you that, but then it would also I think they had the ability to call out too yeah. because news, they don't have the time to do that. So it'd be like, here's what this person said. That sounds great, but what, Oh, what's this? And they play something from day early or two days, you know, before yeah. that or a month. Early, and you're like, Oh, this guy's a tool bag. I had no, you know, right. so it's like they had the time to put together these packages. And that's why I think shows like even like John Oliver. Mm hmm. So well done. Exactly. Yes. Like, but his, I like the fact that I wish he was on ever. Like everyone's like, I wish he was on every day. But too, yeah. his main story is very like we've been doing this for like you know like when they take their break, they're working on the stories for mm -hmm. the next ones. Like we've been working on this for six months. Here's everything we can get to you in fifteen minutes because you know there's the button in the front. Sure. And the end. They seem. I mean, it seems so well written. 
you know, and yeah, he puts his joke in it, but it's still news. Yeah, yeah. And you get you can consume it more. It's like I get that. I get what he's doing. Yeah. And and, and those people and I think John Oliver came out of the Daily Show. Daily Show as well. So it's 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 that um it's Colbert. It's it's this sort of that's what people like that's the shift to, to yeah. like if you go like we're talking about we don't really know what's next or how like TV the the path, but like this is where news is going. Like we yeah. see this, like people trust John Oliver more yeah. than regular news and it's like it's because they're researching it. And granted, it's different. Like, yeah, the daily show's on daily, but they're doing one show. It's not the twelve, you know, like or the the morning, the mid morning, yeah, the afternoon exactly. the news where you just have to make up stories or you have the CNN, MSN, and Fox and all that where it's like it's 24 hours. Like, we'll just keep talking about this thing. Yeah. And then it just spirals up. What do you think if he did go step over yeah. here? Well, I don't know. If if he did step there, history proves. And you're just like, oh, yeah. shit. You know, I just want a news story. You exactly. know, something that's it's been like, well thought well, out. Well, uh, yeah. Just sort of back and forth, right, left, moderate. It's like you have to, like, uh, make a comment on it yeah. and what, what it would happen if and what – it's just like sports too. It's like, hey, let's do a uh, preview of tonight's game. Well, yeah. this is what I think he should do. This is what I think he's going to do. Where do you think his mind is yeah. after that loss from four games ago? I, it's like, I don't know. Who, who cares? It's like it's about the game. I'd be the just worst. The I mean, granted, if I was getting paid a lot, I'd be the yeah. best person at that job. But I would just be sitting there. So, what do you think his mindset is? I don't know. He probably wants to win. Yeah. Next, like, I mean, literally, it's like I just can't like that. Two hours, like that whole thing with like the Super Bowl. It's like. The pre-show starts four hours before know, the show, so, and you're just like, oh. we're going to break down every player. And you're just like, I don't care. I just, can we talk about the game? And then afterwards, I get it. Talk about all the mistakes or the yeah. the things they did right. But don't make it two weeks afterwards. So what right. do you think they're feeling right now? I think they're feeling they're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think I had to watch all that stuff because, oh, it's on. So after yeah. watching, like, the build-up and then so. I guess I had a little more excitement for it when I was younger, but um, you start to realize that eh, that stuff matters, you know, when the game goes on. The game is the game. And then sometimes I watch that stuff at the very beginning, and I'm exhausted by the game. And I'm like, oh, right, you got to sit through this game now. I just watched four hours of preview. Yeah, and then the whole time they're talking is like, you know, donuts to dollars that, you know, they'll just run the ball the first, you know, the first quarter because that's how they're really going to set it. And then they throw the first quarter. Yeah, like, exactly. assholes. It's like, because <laughs> the whole time you're like, wait, I had a different game in my head. Are they doing it right or wrong? No, they're doing the game. And exactly. it's like, oh, I, yeah, anything that. like that. But, but the commentator said you guys should do this. Why are they doing that? I don't, like, no. It's just, Did they talk to them? Do no. The coach gonna, didn't talk to the commentator. What they're going to do? It's like we have Charles Barkley in a suit. We need him to talk yeah, for an hour and yeah. a half. We paid him $20 million. We need exactly. him to say like, something. <laughs> and I, I enjoy Charles Barkley just because you never know what's going to come out of right, mouth. Exactly. And that's the only reason why. Not because I really care about... And I, I bet he, he, he doesn't even think anybody should care about what he has to say about games, you know. I bet he has an inside strategy. Probably not because he hasn't played, you know, yeah. college basketball. <laughs> and if he did, he played for one season because he was so tough. Like, this guy's good. Yeah. You know, we're going to pull him out. He didn't play four years anywhere, you know. <laughs> All right, before we uh, wrap up, I wanted to um, pitch meeting for All you. Right. All right, I came up with an idea. This would be the pitch at the very end. As we talked before, it's like, what else you got? Okay. So this is me pitching to you. It's a movie. We'll base it on a movie right now. Our biggest enemy right now is ISIS or yeah. Russia, depending on fake news. Exactly. So we have to, we need, as America, put an elite team together. 
to mm-hmm. fight ISIS, but we have to go underground. We got to keep it secret. So I wrote mostly taglines for this, but it's a uh, okay. <laughs> so it's called Iced. Okay. Starring Ice Cube, Ice Tea, and Vanilla Ice. <laughs> so you have in order to fight ISIS, you have to bring the ice. They team up. They're the only ones that can do it. So there's they're the stars. We don't have to maybe call them ice or whatever. Right. Those three together, we send them over three king style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so ice tea, ice, ice cube, cube, vanilla yeah. ice. Go fight ISIS. That would be my that was basically it was a late night idea I had. I was like, <laughs> I was sleepy. And I was like, I could pitch this. Someone would buy this. I like it. Do you have any uh like characteristics for each character and like uh ice cube anybody's the hothead the ice um ice cube is the hothead ice t is the veteran who doesn't want to do it anymore okay and vanilla ice is the uh, the new guy okay he's um he's older but he's there he wanted to go in to fight because you know isis is bad he has like other than basic boot camp training no experience like, but his skill is he's a, he's really good at like weaponry. Like he, that's what he latched onto. Cause he was like a hunter as a kid. Yeah. So okay. like, it was one of those things where it's like, my dad always taught me how to gun. I'm really good. That's the only thing I'm good at, but he's not good with anything else. He can scale the wall. He got by his numbers were yeah. C. Okay. Like C average. If it wasn't, he wouldn't be pitched to ice T and ice cube who were teammates at one time, but. Ice T retired because he's just too old for this shit. Right. Ice Cube's still in it. He's got a couple more years before he's done, but it's like the government goes to Ice Cube first, going, Look, we need to send in a small team to fight ISIS. We know where the stronghold is. Name your team. I want Ice T. Or just call him Ice T. Why not? It's like if you can talk <laughs> him out of retirement. Yeah. But you got to take the new guy. He's good sniper. So the three ISIS form together to fight ISIS. ISIS fight ISIS. Yeah. Nice. You've been iced was the, on the poster. You know, you've uh, that was the tagline. It's like, totally. you've been iced. So is ISIS, are you going to make ISIS <clears throat> like a, a group that can be defeated? Or are you going to do like, like have a guy who's uh, good at cyber? I think, cyber warfare? I think what it is is they go into the stronghold. Mm-hmm. We did it. And then the end is they started up a fraction. Like one guy gets out burnt. You know, because that right. guy, like, it's like, we did it. And then as they leave, the guy crawls out. Or you see the rubble come up. And then iced two is then they go somewhere else. The the, the, the fight comes home. You know, then. Oh, the group. fight comes home. That's yeah. the tagline for yeah. the second scene. Yeah. Fight so, comes home. They go back into Compton. Oh. Maybe something happens. <laughs> they get, like, uh, Tiny from, uh, or Zeus from the, yeah. the uh, WWE. W, uh, WWF days or whatever. Um, but the key, I think what it was, was one of my rare late nights. And I was like, I bet those three, you see, could get those three together. And it didn't have to be fighting ISIS. I think it was like, once again, it was like ice fighting. I, oh, got it. Yeah. And then. But I think that those people don't understand, like the marketing value of something like that is huge. Yeah. You know, and like those are your main guys, like the ancillary characters that you can have. That could be, you know, either the rappers or whatever, yeah. you know. I don't know what he would yeah, do. Yeah, 50 Cent. 50 Cent's in 50 it. Cent. 50 Cent, because he's an actor, yeah. producer now. Yeah. yeah. Totally. He could be producing it. Yeah. But uh, definitely have 50, and there's the, you know, the young sort of guy who's uh, 
just trying to trying to get in mm-hmm. but just doesn't doesn't have anything but like just brute force and maybe he's the the guy who doesn't like who has to be taught you know and he could even be like a cousin of cousin he's got no formal training but this is something he can do yeah and yeah. It's maybe this is something he always wanted to do <clears throat> right know? but like it's, it's a, a calling to, to, to but fight. somehow he went to did short jail time maybe in like he did uh, he was arrested for gta but it was never stuck but that stayed on his record it was never him which pre- prevented him from joining the military or the elite forces right because exactly. you have to have a clean record or something like that and it was like he was mistaken identity but it's still it's like yeah but it's on his record they were never able to sponge his record or whatever maybe he somehow has some some intel that um you know the uh he's been on the dark web yeah He's like, he's like, oh, all I do is, you know, I sit in my room, I dark web all night, and I got a ping or chatter. Yeah. I heard chatter, and then I was able to research it with my friend, Tiny, <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and they were like, okay, we'll cut you a deal. We'll erase the record if you do this elite thing for us. Yeah. Not talking to, like, these are the, the uh, powers that be that yeah. say this to him. <laughs> Not talking to Cube or Ice T or anybody, and then they go to him and say, "Okay, guys, we got it's your cousin. We got him. He's gonna do." This. And you know, got Ice T going. Oh hell no! I'm not, I'm not getting you're him. not gonna. Yeah. You're not bringing my cousin into it. Exactly. I'll do it if you sponge his record and release him right, after exactly. this one mission. Yeah, exactly. And then like, uh, Fifty Cent spends the whole series sort of like sucking up to T to try to get to win his approval and he's like yeah i did this for you but you're gonna have to do this for me you're gonna have to come step up yeah you know put the weights down and like really get in there you know yeah because because we just dark web weights that's all he does yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> just push it he's just put, like all you hear is clink clink but he has like this computer system around him like exactly would, like he's lifting weights and Oh my God, that's the chatter! <laughs> and then he just puts the weights down, and he's just oiled up, he's just completely ripped. I feel like this idea is better than like ninety-eight percent of the pilots. <laughs> I think what it was was just like because we live in a day and age of networks and Netflix and Hulu. How has this not been made? Right. Have they not been like even it's Vanilla Ice? He's terrible, but he's done a movie, right? Exactly. You know? <laughs> But you'd watch it because it's vanilla yeah. ice there. You want to see that. Do you just put them in as vanilla ice? I think you really push to put all these guys as themselves. Yeah. Because that would just make it that much better when you... I love to stand up, but like when Dave Chappelle... I won't give it away, but when he talks about Kevin Hart... Mm-hmm. You sort of... Now you go into like his own... like. Life as an entertainer, uh-huh. not as like some dude who's just talking about you know things. But it just sort of I think people want to be brought into something. So when Ice T is Ice T, and people recognize him as such, I and mean, they can talk about that commercial, yeah. Ice T. They can talk about um, Law and Order. They can be talking about uh, you know Ice Cube and Fr- Oh, I loved you in Friday. They could, you know, like one of the. The ISIS guys be like, oh man, I love you on Friday, you know, and he's like, maybe that's it. No, I'm not they, here to do that. They, uh, the government sends them over because they're so popular. The chatter has come up that these three guys are the most played songs on their thing. Yeah, and, then, and like, that's see, their in. 
Yeah, like, because if you look in, like, certain pictures when they go, like, into Africa or anywhere, you know, you see these kids who are starving, but they have these, like, Jay-Z t-shirts. Yeah. Or whatever, because it's, like, idolize these people, yeah. like, thousands of miles away. Like, ISIS, they're, like, sporting the, the straight out of Compton stuff. Maybe the, uh, Cop Killer, you know, mm. that may be one of yeah. his favorite tracks. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, from Ice-T. It's just, yeah, totally. It, this no brainer i mean this thing this thing all i can picture is you have ice cube ice t standing together and they're like you know like cyber headquarters so it's just like all metal and screens and they're just like we're gonna send the three of you three right we have one more member to your team the door opens vanilla ice like nope and they both walk (laughs) off but then they have to like learn to like each other or something like that totally and they spent the whole time like ice He's gotta be a good actor, but like I, Vanilla Ice spends his whole time trying to like fit in, but they're always trying. They're always like you know keeping him out. Seriously, you're Vanilla Ice. Exactly. Seriously, <laughs> it's like really. Do we really want to compare record sales? And <laughs> yeah. Like they're like on. They're getting shipped over on a plane, and just Ice Cube's like ding 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 yeah. ding, <laughs> ding ding ding. It's like and it's like it's like oh seriously. Yeah. Then the whole time, do you still have those pants? You know, just yeah. like giving him like grief about his jackets and I mean, stuff. This, this, see, this is why they have to be themselves because yeah. this is because because I can see that thing on the plane like a promo. Yeah. You still have those plans? Ding 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 ding. Yeah. Oh, that'd ice. be great. Like come. <laughs> like it, it's it's uh, raking across and it's like ding ding ding. Yeah. Uh, ice cube and then it goes to uh, ice tea. Yeah. And it cuts to him and then you don't expect that yeah, it's exactly. been all just sitting there all slumped down or something. <laughs> yeah, and it's like ice. Coming as then know? you, I guess you could also do like a spies like us. They're the decoy. So, but the plane goes. The too, plane yeah. goes down. They're the three survivors. So they gear up, not knowing what they're doing. So their thing is like, we just need to get here, and it's just like the road trip movie. Yeah. Or do we get rid of that and it's a road trip movie? The three of them have to be go across the See, states. That's another. Because then that's, that's like that. That's just did. saving money. Yeah. Because I'm about saving money. Because somehow you got to have all three of them together. I mean, obviously, if we're doing a sci-fi movie or like an action film, there's no. It's like, yep, you guys are you. You're in it. Yeah. Exactly. Can you imagine then, like, putting them in like the alien ship, like an alien to just make like Ice Cube, Ice T, and Vanilla Ice, and, and Fifty Cent, and Alien, like an alien ship replaced that cat. And the whole time they're just like, you don't even fit the name structure, Fifty Cent. Like they're just giving him shit the whole time. Yeah, why are you here? Yeah, exactly. You're not even an Ice. Yeah, exactly. What is Vanilla Ice doing here? It fit the name structure. Uh, you can wow. put this one on the rocks, and that's just like I mean, that's all. And then, <laughs> yeah, like the rock comes out, and he's like busting through the doors. Did <laughs> somebody say rock? <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 ding. Credits. <laughs> I'm in. See, this is so entertaining. Oh, the sad part is, it's like that's how ninety percent of these movies get made. Absolutely. That, that's it. Absolutely. It's like, Oh, all right. Um, That was post-apocalyptic. That's Rob. (laughs) This is John. Take it easy.